Did you ever wonder what could have been with the AWA had things gone differently? Had their fortunes gone differently? Had certain wrestlers not left and perhaps more money would have been at the disposal of the Ganyas? Well, wonder no further. You can go to Brad Drake's YouTube channel and experience the 1987 Supermod for yourself. As Brad Drake starts off in May 1987, along with Greg Ganya, Baron Von Rochke, Vern Ganya himself, Nick Bockwinkle, Larry Zabisco, Kurt Hennig, and a slew of others as he plays and saves the AWA. of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a rising star on the independent circuit. He is also a member of the Rabid Empire with Nigel Rabid and Dred Roberts. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Lord uh, two. Lord, thank you for coming on today. I know you're busy. Uh, it's, a, it's a circus here, man. I got three little Aussies running around. They don't make it easy. So if you hear, if you hear little chattering in the background, that's them. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I just appreciate you giving us the time to have you on the, on the show today. So Talk a little bit, if you would, Lord, about growing up, where you're from, where you grew up, kind of your family background, if you would, please. All right. Uh, well, I grew up mainly in California. We moved all around, uh, place to place. Never really had a, a stable home setting. So that's where wrestling kind of, it uh, helped. Like, it, uh, it feels like home because constantly traveling, having to go different places. So it's it's a nice, it's, you know, something that works for my past. Um, not too much, you know, there's not, not a lot exciting about me growing up, man. Just grew up gang family, uh, people getting shot, jail, stuff like that. So I had to turn to, to wrestling because I've had many teachers tell me uh, I was, by the time I'm, at 18 or whatnot, I'm going to be in jail or dead. So, 33, showing you guys. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll give you credit where credit's due here. Uh, you picked yourself up and got yourself out of that environment, and you should be commended for that because, sorry to say, a lot of people don't do what you did well. and end up in jail or dead or getting into drugs or other things that uh so i i i i truly do commend you for it so kudos to you my most, friend most of that kudos has to go to my dad he's the one that finally saw what was going on after you know like the third time of being shot at he was like oh shit you know i gotta mm -hmm. i gotta change things and got us out of that um yeah. The, the thing that was my choice was I still I stayed away from it you know where yeah. where we ended up where we ended up um it was in Orange County California so mm -hmm. not a lot of 
not a lot of gangs, not a lot of, uh, you know, bad stuff going on there. There was stuff like in certain parts, but right. you had to go find right. it. And I was yeah. actively not trying to find it. I was yeah. hanging out with all my, my white friends, my Asian friends, you know, rock shirts. I, I don't, the thing that made me look semi gangsterish was because my dad was gangster. He always had to shave my head. So I always had a shaved head, but I like, I uh, would offset that by wearing a bunch of like skull rings, biker rings. Uh, I had okay. chains, bracelets. I even had these uh, <laughs> these Hot Topic special boots that were like went all the way up to my calf. Buckles, metal. I was like, there's no way someone could look at me and be like, oh yeah, that guy's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> but That's... you know, sure enough, it did happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, let's talk a bit about then, how did you get into the business? How did you get into pro wrestling? You know, let's, first I wanna say that you, I've seen you at Mid-States Wrestling a number of times now, and I don't know how long you've been doing this, uh, but I commend you because you're a great, wrestler you're great <laughs> and you're a great uh talker uh interviewer uh you know when when we're at these events and stuff i've you know the when you're in your surroundings there with uh nigel rabbit and, and dread it, it, i mean it's great i love it because it brings me back to when i was a kid you know the yeah. the, the the heels the guys that you know bring that passion out of the audience to to get them into the to the match you know uh and i think that's a missing component but we'll, we'll uh we'll circle back here to a minute how did you get involved in wrestling talk to us about that please lord so that one's a it's kind of a funny story um i've well i've always been into wrestling since yeah i was i was born into it my dad watched wrestling with his uncles um they watched wrestling you know so it was just something that we always grew up watching, so it was everyday part of life. Now, fast forward to when I was, uh, I think, 20, 19, 20 years old. Um, I stumbled upon a Madden tournament at a GameStop in California, Cerritos, California. Uh, and while I was waiting for my turn or whatever, I saw these flyers, and it was for a championship wrestling for Hollywood. Um, at the time, it was NWA championship wrestling from Hollywood. And that's what caught my attention because the NWA title was uh, featured. And then yeah. Percy Pringle III, a.k.a. Paul Bear, he was on there. And I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, at the time, you know, I didn't know who he was. But now everyone knows his name, L.A. Knight. Yeah, he was the, he was the uh, yeah. I believe, the champion at the time with Paul Bear being his manager. So I marked out. I popped. I was like, oh, shit, you know. I know that guy, I just seen it on TNA like two weeks ago. And uh, the guy that was behind the counter goes, you like wrestling? I was like, dude, I love wrestling. So he gives me the flyer and he goes, this is our first taping. It's going to be in uh, Santa Ana. You should check it out. So me and my uh, ex-wife went, or my, she was my wife at the time. Uh, we checked out the show. She's not a wrestling fan at all. She actually hates it. That was, a, that was one big thing about our relationship because her brother loved wrestling. And he would just run up to her and go, Brock Lesnar, and pick her up and fucking throw her. <laughs> yeah. 
So he was not a fan, uh, or she was not a fan of wrestling, but she still went with me. Um, I was just, my jaw was dropped, dude. I was just watching. I was like, you know, a lot of guys who are in WWE now were there at that show, or not just WWE, but AEW, like uh, uh, Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, he was there. Peter Avalon, um, uh, Brian Cage, uh, I think he's in AEW as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a lot of those guys were all at Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Right before we started getting, they started getting televised. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, he was there doing working it too. So it was, it was just amazing to see that. And like halfway through the show, they uh, they announced that if you have uh, questions or whatever, email us at this. So I was like, I just whipped out my phone, emailed them right then and there. I was like, how do I, how do I become a wrestler? What do I do? Because I thought it was just like a fucking factory that just made pro wrestlers that went straight to WWE. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know anything about the indies. Yeah. And uh, oh, give me one sec. This is where nature, this is where nature calls. <laughs> but uh, I, I got an email from uh, David Marquez, who was running uh, Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Yeah. And he uh, he sent me to a school in Anaheim, literally right across the street from Disneyland, and uh, okay. Mach 1 Wrestling, M1W. And I was, like, just in love, dude. I went there. And the thing that scared me the most, though, was uh, the the promoter straight up told me, if I don't think that you're made to be a wrestler, I'm gonna tell you, and we'll find you a we'll find you a spot. You know, whether it be ref, commentator, timekeeper, security. You know, we'll find you something. So every time I trained, I trained my ass off because yeah. I, no, there's nothing wrong with any of those um, positions in wrestling. A lot of those, yeah, they make the show go. You know, they yeah they they're cogs in a machine. I just was like, my heart was set on being a wrestler. I was like, that's that's what I am. That's what I have to be. Yeah. Granted, yeah. you know, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, but I went, mm-hmm. you know, the first the first training, and it was it was it was it was a lot, man. Like I remember this one drill called. Uh, Hello, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I want to tell you about a new podcast out called Fouls Count Anywhere. It is a classic pro wrestling podcast that brings you the legends of wrestling with true wrestling fans Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. They bring on guests that are legends in this business, as well as wrestlers of today, promoters, referees, you name it, they have them on there, folks. And I encourage you to listen to them. If you're on YouTube, watch them. They drop every Saturday. They have their podcast. They drop it in the afternoon. So look forward to that podcast coming out. Falls Count Anywhere podcast with Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. Folks, you will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. And enjoy the podcast. It's called... It was like the tens or something, and uh, yeah. you start off and you do ten push-ups, ten jumping jacks, and like ten squats, I think. And then you do nine push-ups, nine jumping jacks, nine squats, all the way down to one. And I was like, 
I was dying. I was like, dude, I, I don't know if I can do this. This is like, you know, like it was, it was so bad that while I was trying to do the pushups, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't think he wrestles now, but a guy named Nick Madrid literally stood over me, grabbed me by my waist and was helping me up and down, up and down. And that like, for me, that was like, all right, well, these guys are fucking cool. But, you know, I was like, am I going to really be able to do this? Am I going to be real? And I just stuck it out and stuck it out and stuck it out because, yeah. you know, it was 250 to sign up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, gotta, I, gotta put this, I can't just waste that money. So yeah. I, I, I fought and I, I went and I was at practice every day. Uh, we had training. Um, beginner's training was Monday, Wednesday. Advanced was Tuesday, Thursday. They told us just go Monday, Wednesday. I went every day. I would, yeah. I'd show up uh, the the advanced, and they would have me do the drills, and like get to the point where I was at, and then just have me watch. And then every time I would come to those, I would do more and more until about like a month into training, I was already with the advanced guys. I was already doing the shit with them. Um, wow. And then six months after that, six months after training, I got my official debut in March of 2012. Okay, um, and it was against uh, who would become my future tag team partner, uh, Luis Tapia. Um, it was it was fun. It was a uh, it was it was cool. It was kind of it was kind of frustrating though for the first match because I didn't know like really anything about ring uh, match agents. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys who was like the ring general there, he uh, he was being our our agent, and it kind of. Uh, it was kind of rough because we had practiced and planned. Um, we had practiced and planned so much, so many spots and like, yeah. Hey, stop. So many spots that we thought, you know, we're not, obviously we're not going to use them all. It's going to be like a five minute match. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't able to use not one spot. It was, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. He was just like, you guys are going to do one of you is going to do universe. You're going to do the universal initially mm-hmm. but it's gonna be mirrored so you're gonna you're gonna hit um the hip toss and then he's gonna get up he's gonna hit the hip toss and you're gonna hit a uh, <laughs> arm drag and he's gonna hit an arm drag and you're gonna hit a body slam so it was kind of like all right it's not what we it's not what we imagine what we do and it, it's probably for the best because you know at that young at that young of a career um was it i at that young of a career we were marks you know pretty much it was going to be if austin <laughs> versus goldberg ever happened yeah. and that, that that essentially what it was was you know like yeah. in practice we had one spot it was like the finishing spot where he hits me with the the, the lutez press and um as i as I'm, you know, he's selling and he's getting all pumped up. He's gonna, <laughs> he was gonna pick me up for something. And as he picks, you know, as he picks me up, I break out and uh, I'll hit him with the European. And as he's supposed to sell around, I was gonna hit the ropes and then spear the shit out of him. <laughs> it was just gonna be as simple as that. Like, um, not, you know, nothing too crazy, but like, we were right. definitely, we definitely had an idea of what we wanted and what we wanted to do and it just didn't happen yeah. and that was like an, 
it sucked, but at the same time, it was a good, um, you done, dude. Um, it was a good, it was good. It was like, uh, all right, you know, things change in wrestling. Like the plan that you have coming in, the thing that you, uh, you want to do, it's most likely not going to happen. So how do you adjust? What do you do? And it was kind of, it was kind of cool to, to live through that because it helped me with my actual, um, match prep. Because yeah. when you know you'll you'll call a spot or you have something planned, and then someone doesn't, you know, one of you guys don't remember, maybe the yeah. refs in the wrong spot, you know, what do you do? Do you just stand there and look like, oh, I, you know, or do you <laughs> go, you know, you make it, yeah. you act like that's that was part of the plan all the time, you know? Yeah. And my my style, I tend, it's kind of weird. I, I tend to like uh that rough kind of like when you watch a match and you're like, Ooh, is this real? Is that a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I, I tend to like those matches more because you get more yeah. crowd reaction because now it seems yeah. like everyone's kind of numb to everyone's kind of numb to like, um, you know, like flips and stuff. Like everyone loves it, but it's like, yeah. you know, you see every match they do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's almost like watching someone do a, a suplex or a DDT. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, that was a cool 450, you know? And it's funny because out here, I've noticed people do pop for the big, you know, spine mm-hmm. buster. Like I watched um, at New Breed. Uh, that's that's another place I'm, I'm working okay. at right now. Yeah. And uh, they, I watched um, Joe Helms, Big Joe Helms, and the Iceman. And they had a match uh, not so long ago, and Joe hit him with a spine buster, and you would have thought that you know they hit a Canadian destroyer off the top into a flaming table. That's how loud this that, that pop was. That's how crazy these guys got for for that. And it was like, oh wow, you know, like the that old school style of wrestling yeah. is still pretty big out here. No matter yeah. what the the fat is, they really love that Harley race. <laughs> Yep. You know, that, that kind of yeah. ground and pound out here. So yeah. it, it suits me. Hey, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson. Fans of the AWA, you are in for a real treat. My friend, Joyce Posture, has just released her book titled My Ringside Seat to the AWA. Joyce writes about her personal experiences with wrestlers such as Nick Bockwinkle, Lord Alfred Hayes, Baron Von Raschke, and others. Joyce also has published many photos from her collection that you will not see anywhere else. Order today by email at joyce.poshton at gmail.com. Payment is through PayPal. The book is only $20 plus $6 shipping and handling. International orders, please email Joyce for shipping charge. Folks, run. Don't walk to your keyboard and order today. And enjoy the podcast. Yeah, it uh, it is old school in this area. I got to ask you. What brought you from California to, to Missouri? Mid-state? I get you know Missouri, <laughs> Kansas, yeah. Illinois um, area. I mean, where? What? What? Uh, what brought um, you here? So, so we, me and my wife, kind of went from uh, zero to sixty really fast, and we went from having you know getting together to having a family of four relatively fast we popped out each of our kids one after another they're all about a year apart okay um so 
it was just getting too expensive out there. And then mm-hmm. my parents, uh, they moved to Arizona with my brother, and they were trying to get us to move out there. But I was like, ah, nah, dude, Arizona's too hot. Like right now in Missouri, folks watching, it's 64 degrees, and I'm sweating. Yeah. It's it's hot for me now. Like I'm so used to single digits, you know, 20, 20 yeah. degrees, 30 degrees. That 60 degrees is just too much for me, man. I'm like, yeah. The, the day, the day, uh, it was like last week. It wasn't. Yeah. It was like 30 degrees, 35 degrees or something like that. So it wasn't yeah. freezing anymore technically. I was walking around in my uh, my flip flops and my shorts and a tank top, <laughs> and people were just like. You know, if people who lived out here their whole lives just look at me like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. California guy. That's all he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I lived in Sacramento for a couple of years, and uh, oh, okay. it, it, the def, definite difference in, in weather, so I understand that. But um, I want to ask you, you know, you've been at Mid-States, or, you know, New Breed, Missouri area, a few years now. Um who has been one of the people that you've really enjoyed working with as a wrestler, either as an opponent or as a tag team partner besides Dread? Because that's besides your Dredd. besides Dread. He, yeah, he's actually. I want to say he's the he's the first person I've tagged with out here because I've I've I have been out okay. in Missouri for about. Oh, there we go. All right, I have been out in Missouri for about uh, three years now, come, going on three yeah. years. Okay. And I've only been wrestling out here for close to like seven, eight months. It's going to be a year in July okay. or June because I uh, got into an accident when I was out here. Um, it was a semi – I was driving a cement truck. It uh, mm. stoppled over, messed up my back for a while. Mm. Um, so when I finally got all that – figured out and um like fixed and got the okay to come back to work yeah i uh i uh started just wrestling in mid-states and uh new breed were the first two i i reached out to because um well new breed for a second they had a training they had a training Mm -hmm. school out in republic and so i was Mm -hmm. like oh sweet you know that's uh someone to train or somewhere to train out here and then I got hurt. And then within that time period, that disappeared. So when I messaged them yeah. saying, hey, you know, I'm good to go. Um, are you guys looking, you know, you guys, do you anyone booking? Here's my old stuff. Um, not not as, my beard isn't as black as all that anymore. And, you know, <laughs> I can't say I'm not as, because I was fatter back then. Like, I'm kind of. Like I'm I'm fat now, but it's it's going somewhere positive. Like I'm going I'm going in a good direction. I'm not getting bigger. I'm getting it, more tone and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, I was gonna say you're it, not you're not. I I've seen you in person. You're you're a big dude, but not big as in how do I say this? I'm no sloppy scat, big. I'm no you're not ass. sloppy big. You're not sloppy big. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you're yeah. you're a big dude and and. Just for fans that haven't seen you in person yet, you know, yeah, he's a big guy, but he's not sloppy big. You know, you don't, you know, I, I, sexy I, that's dude. the best way to describe it. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. So, but, yeah, um, go on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, for so for the uh, for the people out here that worked, um, I have I've had fun working with uh, some of the newer students at Mid States, like uh, Gabe and uh, um, Trey. Trey, uh, yeah, yeah. The, those guys are like uh, they they go back and forth as like the the matadors and like they just do like they're, they're, they're you know they're smaller guys, so it's kind of fun to work with smaller guys because I can mm. catch them in the air and stuff like that. But uh, Bert, uh, Bert Cameron, yeah, he's probably he's probably one of my favorites that I've worked with because um, he his uh his not just his wrestling personality, but mm. the way he sees wrestling, the way he wants to work, the way he works. Mm. What the way the way he works, and then plus Dennis, you know his. His uh, yeah. His um, I, I can't say mascot because he's not a mascot. He's like his own entity. His character is awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, any, anything Dennis does, I'm on board with, yeah. man. Like one of one of my favorite things that I've done was uh, I filmed a little vignette or promo on uh, yeah. go, on <laughs> on on Bert. It was supposed to be me and my goons kidnapped. Dennis, uh, we kidnapped Dennis, and but like it was one of those things where I sent them out. They had to go do, get the get their hands dirty, and then when I came to do the torturing, it wasn't Dennis; it was Elmo. <laughs> 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 and uh, the reason behind my puppets, because it was because it was hand puppets that were my goons. Right. Yeah. They're, they're colorblind, so they don't know red, <laughs> red or blue. <laughs> so. I, I oh. have I have the most fun where I get to like like I look serious I look scary it's like a scary yeah. serious look and when you hear me talk and my ideas and the stuff I want to do it's mm. not it's not that because I like yeah my favorite my favorite era of wrestling was the Attitude Era where it was okay. you know half gimmick really dumb like that doesn't make sense and yeah. super like. Like when you when you rewatch it, the wrestling isn't like the the technical aspects. You know, you're like, oh, okay. Right. You know, it wasn't as great as I remember it, but it was right. the characters. Those characters mm-hmm. made that wrestling like up here for for me. You know, like yeah. One of the reasons why I go by Atu or Lord Atu is because of guys like Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Kane. Like, and you just hear those names, you're like, that's that's not a name. But if you're yeah. in the wrestling business, that's a name. Like I was this close to naming my kid Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> I'm, and it works. That would have been awesome. Have, they have a lot of names, you know. They he could have just been like, yeah, I'm, I'm white and Mexican, so we have all the, we have it's all white names, but it's the Mexican. It's a Mexican amount of names. <laughs> and so, uh. yeah, my my wife totally vetoed that i was like well how about undertaker or something taker ah! give, me, give me something you know give me something right yeah wrestling fans promoters wrestlers and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about the wrestling fans international association the wfia is back wfia is an association that exists to promote grow and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. 
Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. <laughs> I got to say, your, your era you talk about, I enjoyed, actually, the Monday Night Wars between mm-hmm. uh, WCW and, and WWE. You know, that's, I think, today, um, that's the missing part of it, you know, to me. I know you have Monday night uh, and then, you know, uh, AEW on uh, Rampage on, what is it, Wednesday? Uh, You know, there's a few shows on now, but I'm saying back then that together at the same time and and having to flip the channel back and forth, that was exciting. I mean, I miss that. That's me, though. I mean, mean, I was in my late 20s when – that was going on, you know, and, and, uh, you were a kid, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, I enjoy, I don't mind. I watch some of it today. Don't get me wrong, you know, but I enjoy the Indies a lot more. Your organization that you'll be at here shortly is mid States, Jason Jones. All you guys are just so, how do I say it? So professional. And so yet, uh, in character when you're on and when you're out there during either prior to the card starting or, you know, intermission, you guys are, um, how do I say, professional. You, 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 you'll go up, you'll talk to the fans or whatever. You'll sign stuff. What I love the most is you don't push your merch and your merch and getting in doesn't cost an arm and a leg. To get into a yeah. WWE show, you're going to spend 200 bucks at least. Mm-hmm. Where at a mid states, I might spend with the ticket, maybe grabbing some grub, and uh, you know a couple items. I might spend 50 bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know what the the under the underrated thing at mid states is the food. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like oh, that, yeah. they have pulled pork nachos. That shit is bomb, dude. Like that right there. I was like, oh man, because I don't, you don't get that in California. You get nachos, maybe some some steak or some chicken, but pulled pork nachos, dude. Like that. That's one of the things I do love about being out here is brisket and pulled pork. Like, yeah, it's like out in California. Sometimes you'll get like a really good barbecue place. Yeah, and the pulled pork is pretty good, but I've never had I never had brisket until I came out here. Oh man, yeah, that's good stuff. I had a brisket pizza one time, dude. That right there, <laughs> yeah, was good. that one right there was like life changing. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Mid States. Uh, you work for New Breed, Mid States. Uh, have you worked for Wrestling for a Cause, Rockwell's? I have. I have not. Those are the only two I've worked for right now. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to expand more uh, this yeah. year. It's a. It's a little tough because I have the kids, um, and then my yeah, wife yeah. isn't. She she was training to be a wrestler. That's how we met. Um, my okay. father in law actually wrestled a lot out here and in California. Okay. Um, that's okay. why we chose to come out to Missouri, because that's where she's from. This is where she's okay. from. Yeah. And so uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard because it's overwhelming to have three toddlers because uh, yeah. our kids are four, five, and three. <laughs> so 
I feel for you, my friend. I feel for you. Yeah, those are not easy ages uh, to yeah, take out, too. No. Uh, definitely shows it went up. No, no. All right, well, let me ask you this. You know, you're part of this uh, rabid empire now with, with Nigel and Dread. And Nigel is expanding. I've seen him. I interviewed him uh, probably in late November, I want to say, early December. Um, talks very highly of you, of course. You're part of the Empire and 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 Dread, but uh, he's down in Texas and stuff. Are you planning on maybe broadening out to those areas as well, or what's kind of definitely your plan ahead? I, yeah, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of friends from California that do wrestle in Texas or around, and um, they're all expanding out this way and i'm going to try to expand towards them um it's uh i like texas is very top on my list of places i'd want to wrestle because you know eddie guerrero's from there big he's a big influence Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. with my style of wrestling it kind of sucks because i i used to do because i've been wrestling for 12 years now going on 13 and uh or maybe it's 13 going on 14 well i started training in 2011 and made my debut in 2012 so 12 years in the working in the business uh 13 years training and being a part of it or whatever yeah but uh i do the three amigos uh get a, a good amount before i came out here but a lot of time i'm a hill for the most part so yeah. i'll hit two one two and then i'll have them break it up you know reverse it because i get that's like an automatic crowd popper when the heel tries to hit the three amigos and the face stops it, they love that. So that's that's what I go with. But um, and I love Chavo and uh, yeah. Dirty Dom. I cannot stand the way they do the three amigos, dude. It's nothing like Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero has this fluid motion, and yeah. it's just it's like yeah. break, it's like doing the spinneroonie. Like the way you see Booker T whips his legs for spinneroonie, that's how Eddie Guerrero does it. And yeah when I started doing it, that's how I do it. You know, I, I throw those legs. It looks like it felt stupid the first time because I felt like it looked ridiculous, but it makes it so yeah. much easier to get that momentum, go over and set up for the next one. And it's wow. something that, uh, like, I, going out there would be a big deal for me. Like, I would love to wrestle out yeah. there where Eddie wrestled because yeah. I, I do kind of, like, I love his uh, – the light, you know, the light cheating steel stuff at, during the matches. <laughs> um, I I try to do that as much as I can. Like it is where it's permitted and where it makes sense. I w- I would win every match cheating that way if I could. Like literally every match, if someone can, if I could cheat anyway, I would do it. Like those were my favorite matches. Like every time yeah. an eight girl match came on, I was looking yeah. forward to seeing how he was gonna how he was gonna do it. How he was gonna cheat to win. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was, he was incredible. Gone too soon, unfortunately. You know, and, yeah. Um, it's almost been twenty years since he's passed. It doesn't yeah. seem like it at all. No. But, uh, let me ask you this: a couple more questions here. Uh, some shows that you're coming up on. Uh, I know you're coming to mid states here. Are you going to do all those shows in Harrison over the next yeah. a few weeks? Yep, okay. I was planning on going out there and feeling it for the, the next four weeks because I know it's the first three Saturdays and the last Sunday. Okay. So so it's uh, it's really I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't wrestled 
like that consistently get that consistency can't that, that consistently in a while yeah. you know since yeah. that when i had my kids i started having like take less bookings um yeah because i kept on knocking on my wife so she was pregnant yeah. watching kids and stuff like that yeah but now it's yeah. uh it's a little bit easier they're a little bit older i'm trying to talk my wife into letting me take take my at least my oldest son mostly because i need someone to sell my merch you know he'll be right there yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah and it's not expensive you know your stuff everybody's uh merch there is not expensive uh nope. compared to the and i love the atmosphere there i'm going to tell you mid-states uh to me i go as much as i can you know uh either in springfield here or, or in harrison uh, and I absolutely just love it uh, from start to finish. I always put on a great show. And you're always, and I, and I will say this because I know this for a fact now because it's been announced. You guys are usually, are almost always since I've started going, sold out. I mean, it's, yeah. the, the, the building's packed, the chairs are filled, and usually from start to finish, everybody's standing up because they're yep. watching the match. They're all... It, when you get butts off of seats, that's telling you something. And when you get the reactions from the crowd, the pops, I mean, it's, it's, it's top notch. And I love what Jason, uh, has done. Uh, you know, you guys, you and, uh, Nigel and dread, uh, you know, Stephen E's, uh, or, you know, he's got some guys coming in now and, and, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to, to watching you guys. So, uh, Hey, this, uh, tomorrow saturday uh you're gonna be there uh are you gonna do any new breed events coming up also or are you just doing mid-states right now so i know um the next new breed show is uh march 16th um i believe that one is in not mixed uh, i think that one is just sedalia, sedalia. Uh, okay. and then they have then after that one, they have one April 6th at uh, Maycomb, Maycomb. Um, Maycomb, yeah. So those, yeah, so I, I for sure will be at the April uh, April 6th one. I'm going to try to be at the March uh, the March 16th one because uh, that's two days after my son's birthday. All right. But I already talked about it with my wife, and I was like, you know, yeah. we'll do a party, like, on Friday so I can yeah. go yeah. do the show on Saturday because yeah. I, I enjoy doing that show. I, I love – New breed in mid states like yeah. the locker rooms. Yeah, the locker rooms are super. Um, how do I put this? Like so in California, it's super high schooly. Like high schooly, there's there's clicks, there's certain spots that you know you'll say hi to everybody, but it's like you know where you're not wanted and where you're wanted. Or yeah, out yeah. here it's everybody's one click. Like good, you know. Granted, I'm glad to hear that. you'll get like. Yeah, you'll get some guys who are just talking, but those are the guys who are talking about the match or have some other stuff going right. on. Yeah. But like everyone is, I don't know, it, it's just like a, like the way the fans feel being out there yeah. and like how we're professional. That's how like as a as a wrestler when you're in the back, that's how it kind of feels like everyone's super cool, yeah. so yeah, um, super welcoming. I was, yeah. um, I'm not gonna lie, I was super worried coming out here because. Uh, when you're in California, 
you're you're kind of raised and taught that like anywhere that has like a confederate flag or the south or whatever not gonna yeah. like you if you're not white yeah. they're, they're not gonna like you so yeah. i kind of had that that mindset coming out here i was like all right they're probably not gonna like me but whatever i can i can use that to be a hill hunt you know 100 percent wrong like yeah californians couldn't have been any more wrong they yeah everyone's nice out here like i i've i've come across a few racist people but yeah. it's like it's generational racism. It's not like, oh, yeah. I hate you because you're not white. It's like, you know, they have these certain style of thinking and mm -hmm. it's because they haven't been around, you know, like they they were taught, the way we were taught in California that they hate us out here, they were taught out here that we probably hate them over, you know, like, so it's, it's, a, it's just a division within yeah. like generations or whatever, like, like younger generations being taught the wrong thing. And like, yeah. I hate to sound like a hippie, man, but we just got to love each other, man. Yeah, no, I, 100%. I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have some type of that you know, stuff going on anywhere you go. Yeah. And I know, you know, 95% of people are good people. They really are. You just have that 5%, like when you're in school, that 5% that ruin it for everybody else. You know, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, I want to say one more time, though. Hey, if you see Lord Atu on the card, get out there and see this, man. See Mid-States. See New Breed. Go out to these independent promotions. It don't cost more than $25 to get in, if that. And Their merchandise. Front row seats, and that's front row. That's right. Because, yep. uh, you know, in Harrison, it's like 25 bucks, but you're in the front row. All their merch is is you know reasonable pictures are like five ten bucks. They'll sign it for you. It doesn't cost extra to get it signed. They'll take a picture with you. Their merchandise, if they have t-shirts, they're like twenty twenty five dollars. Whatever it is, it's reasonable. You're not going to pay fifty bucks for a t-shirt like you would at a WWE AEW event, <laughs> or fifty bucks for a picture that's not signed. You're going to exactly. get quality. And you're going to get quality wrestling. I'm going to tell you, and I'm saying this not just because you're on here, but this is the truth. You guys always put on a top-notch show from start to finish. Even the pre-match at the, the 615 or whatever it is, pre-match. Those VIP matches, they, they're awesome. they end up being pretty good. Yeah, yeah they're, they they're are. Like, um, because traditionally those are like the matches, like the, the beginning dark matches or whatever for yeah. students or for people who don't. Yeah. who haven't been at the show yet so it's, it's where you wanted to get you know where you want to get uh you want to test out these new guys all right can yeah. they work in front of an audience let's give them a little yeah. audience to work in front of but right. over here it's it's actually treated like a if you want to think about it it's like a special main event before the show awesome. starts for it's awesome. the VIP customers yeah it's awesome i mean the last one i think i went to uh in Springfield, they had the pre-show. I think it was a six-man. I think, actually, you were in it, if I remember right. You, Dread, I can't remember, but it was a six-man. No. no, not no, you? I, okay. I yeah, no, I wasn't. The, the only tag matches I've done so far out here was me and Dread uh, versus okay. Scott Hansen and uh, okay. Blue Bolt. Yeah. Did, you beat up, uh, did, you beat up, did you beat up Gabe or Trey last time? It was one of those two, I think. Yeah, yeah, I beat up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think actually, you know what? Consistently, it was 
So the first time, I want to say it was Trey, and then the second time it was Gabe. I, I think it was Gabe. Yeah, the Gabe was the last one. Poor guy. He he. he I mean, you probably put out a good match, but man, he he got whooped. <laughs> he he. You know what though? He he's hell. He's a strong dude. Like he, yeah. he drilled me with a, a drop kick. Literally saw stars for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, and <laughs> I'm kind of I'm different. Um, I like to yeah. be hit. Like I. It, it like it wakes me up like when um yeah. you know in a match most guys get pissed off when you when you get stiffed or you know when you get like yeah. take a real shot i like it 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 makes not only does it make it real to the fans and they see that like oh damn yeah. but it like it doesn't it like uh, at least for me like it makes me feel like oh it gets me more into the character and i'm like now i want to yeah now i want to hit you boom hit me back come on you know like that's I I enjoy that, but I I know most people don't like to be hit, so I'll. Yeah. But I I always give a warning, I'm like, hey, make contact with me. You hit me, everything's fine. If you miss me, I'm not gonna sell it. But it's just, that's as simple as that. The way I was taught. Yeah. If you're not hit, that's, yeah. don't sell it, because there's because it's those, it's those uh, those clips or those videos that get. You know, oh, yeah. this is why wrestling is fake or fake. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I've never wanted to be a part of that. I remember one video where Christian got Scott uh, Scott Steiner. It was at TNA, and he went to go uh, hit hit his head on the uh, either the apron or the still steps, and Christian's hands was like barely even like right here, and Scott Steiner already went bam, hit his head. You know, like and I was like. uh and I was like in high school, so I didn't really knew wrestling was fake, but it was just watching that. And it's like, right. oh God, now I got to hear it from all the friends that like give yeah. me shit about wrestling. You know, like, yeah. oh, you still watching that? You still watching it? Well, now I'm doing it. <laughs> You're doing it and loving it. Well, as a fan, I absolutely love it. You guys are putting on a great product. I want to say one more time, Lorna, too, thank you for coming on. And if you can, folks, tomorrow uh, in Harrison, February 3rd, uh, the following three weeks in a row, I think they're in Harrison. And then they have a, yep. a show March uh, 3rd, I think, I want, in Springfield. I think, um, I, I believe it's March 6th. 6th, um, March 6th. That, that I'll first, put it on the here. first Saturday. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it on here. But one more time, ladies and gentlemen, Laura, too, thank you for coming on today, sir. Great talk. Love talking to you. And I'll Look forward to having you on again sometime. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to being back. Hopefully, uh, I right. have like some yeah. nice shiny gold to be showing off. There <laughs> you go, some 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 belt power. Yeah. All right, yeah. folks. Because you know, me me and Dredd are going to be going for those mid states tag team titles. It's only yeah. a matter of time before whoever the fraternity, the Johnnies, doesn't matter. You guys are just warming it up for us. You know, those would be awesome. That would be an awesome match. Either team. I will tell you one last thing before we go. That fraternity, I'll be honest, has really impressed me oh, over yeah. the last year of them being a team and stuff. I have, you know, when they first came out, you know, they looked like Otis and Chad Gable, you know, the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, but they, but they have really, you know, blossomed and, and have come a long way. You know, they've had the titles and, and they're great. They're a great team. And, Either team that you guys challenge, it'll be a classic match. I know it will be. So. Yep. And uh, for everyone watching, don't forget to go to YouTube, go to Mid States Wrestling. You know, yes. check up on their 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 shows because 
you will see the evolution of the fraternity on there because they just yeah. they just started with the um the tag team tournament that they had a couple of months ago and yeah. you're going to get to see the the fraternity kind of find their groove as a tag team yeah. you know you yeah. it's kind of yeah. it's kind of rough and then boom they're just in a great yeah. stride same thing with the johnnies yeah. you know yeah like it like you said miss states is amazing uh has a lot of amazing talent and you guys nice. can watch it every week you know every friday they it comes out there's a new episode today yeah. go go catch up <laughs> we'll put that down in the description the mid states youtube channel one more time ladies and gentlemen lord two thank you for coming on folks get out thank there you. and see these guys support these guys they're out here busting their butts to put on a quality card for you so thanks again folks if you're watching thank you if you're listening thank you if you haven't subscribed please do so and we will talk to you soon <laughs>